Welcome back to the Bosque County Blast. I'm Art Devitalis. Today, we'll take a look at some renovations at the Bosque Museum. Now for today's News Blast. Welcome, folks. Al Redder again. It's the middle of August and it's hot, but we're working on something special today. We've been working this site for, well, three years now. Got lots of history buried here, but a couple of weeks ago, we did our, our bravest discovery. I know it's getting late, but we've got to finish tonight. We've had a tough time with relic collectors messing up our work. Well, this is just too important to leave undone. We stopped by the Bosque Museum to check out some new renovations with the Horn Shelter exhibit. Plan your workcation at the Screen Door Inn. But first, what is a workcation? My vision of a workcation is you doing whatever business you are in, the fact that you are able to do it in a different location. For a quaint bed and breakfast, the Screen Door Inn is located in historic downtown Clifton. Comfort and convenience are combined for elevated rustic charm in a century-old building. Private rooms are available with fully connected work areas, each with a unique twist on Bosque County and Texas history. Enjoy a taste from the Corner Drug Cafe for breakfast and head to Olaf's for some live music and dinner across the street. Or take a break from work. Visit Lake Whitney, the Bosque River, and Meridian State Park. For downtown shopping, visit the Bosque Emporium or the Clifton Antique Mall and so much more. Visit at Screen Door Inn on Facebook or stop by ScreenDoorInn.com for more of what this gem has to offer. Now, this year marks the 50th year since the site's discovery back in 1970. We talked to the new executive director of the museum about some of the things planned for this. Previously, we talked to Aaron Shields about the renovations to the exhibit, which promised to make everything about it much more interactive. My favorite part about this is the layers, because it kind of ties into this panel over here. So as they dug down, they found there's different layers of sediment and different things in there. And so the colors match here to here. So if you're really interested about a layer, like this one, layer 10, it says this is in there. What layer 10 is? Let's find out layer 10. So it highlights layer 10 in the same color so you can find it over here pretty easily. Nice. It talks about how old it is. Was it worth it or was it not worth it? Some of the earlier layers, like layer one, culture sterile, nothing in it. It was a geologic layer, but nothing um, culturally important. Was it important? Kind of talks about what was found in that layer. Yeah. Pen was a really interesting one. Lots of stuff were found in it, was found in it. But then they can come over here and they can lift the panel to find out what was in this layer 10. As a teenager, Al Redder discovered an overhang while attending a 4th of July picnic on the shores of the Brazos River, then several miles south of what became the Lake Whitney Dam. The first time I saw this place was on a camping trip in 1954. When I swam across the Brazos Wait, this to take a voice? closer look, I never dreamed over 12,000 years of history was buried inside. That's what matters, I reckon. <laughs> in 1966, we began excavating. I, I like imagining what it must have been like thousands of years ago. We found a fire with charred vegetables on it, covered with dirt from a flood, and 
Well, I thought, here was this woman cooking her breakfast. And when she saw the flood coming, she just left her onions on the fire and ran. And the day we found the Paleo-Americans, that was something. To think that some of the very first people in North America had been right here. Well, come on into the big site and I'll tell you the whole story. Seeing the overhang or rock shelter while swimming, he went over to take a closer look at it. Redder was fascinated with archaeology from a young age, having learned years before that without documentation of where something is found or discovered, it isn't relevant as anything more than an artifact. So the new exhibit features Al Redder, or a version of him that looks incredibly realistic, and you even get to hear his words during the presentation. Play Stacks is your pro guide for Lake Whitney. Having grown up fishing the lake, he knows the waters like the back of his hand. My name's Clay Stacks. I'm Clay's guide service. I work out of Uncle Gus's Marina. I'm on the pro staff here. I'm mainly a striper guide, but I also run blue cat trips in the wintertime. From striper fishing to blue catfish to everything in between, Clay has you covered. Don't have a boat? Don't know how to clean a fish? Don't have a problem. Got a 24-foot Blazer Bay boat, brand new boat. Fish six people, real comfortable. Sure. I've been a full-time guide for four years. I've been fishing this lake for 25 years. I've actually been fishing this lake my whole life. My dad used to bring me fishing here when I was a kid. I've been fishing here a long time. Learned from some of the best guides on the lake. I just have a passion for fishing. Yeah. I fish on my days off, so I love what I do. This is a one-stop shop right here at Uncle Gus's. You can come and hire the best guides on the lake. You can get the best accommodations, the best food. It's all right here. You can bring your own boat. You can fish with a guide one day and then take your boat out the next day. You can stay right here and do it all. It's the perfect place. Give them a call at 254-485-1271 or shoot them a text. For more news and some of the biggest catches around, visit claysguideservice.org. So in 1967, Al Redder and his friend Frank Watt returned and got permission from the landowner to begin what eventually became 20 years of excavating the site. For the next three years, they continued to excavate the site, ultimately finding nearly 20 limestone slabs deliberately placed over the top of the bones of a very important figure in the society of those days. Now, keep in mind, scientists and dating estimate this site is more than 12,500 years old. And that's how old the bones and artifacts discovered there are estimated to be. So after going through about 20 feet of deposits, finding fires, old fires, and trash left behind campers throughout the years, with also some mention of possible bootleggers that used the overhang at one point. They discovered the bones of a man and a child who'd been buried with a cache of special offerings, and these were made of shell, bone, and stone. 
After that initial discovery in 1970, the two continued for another 17 years, finding charcoal fragments, some beads, more, and other materials that they collected and submitted for carbon dating. So the people were found in a pit that somewhat resembles the concept of a tortoise or a turtle shell, and that may have played some significance in the burial and ritual as well. But with the help of some researchers and diagrams, they've actually recreated the pit and the circle, which is available for groups to see at the museum. There are many researchers that have examined the shelter and believe that the body of the adult is a shaman. And tying in with some of this history, the museum also has a temporary exhibit on Forrest Kirkland. We have a temporary exhibit to pair with the opening of the Horn Shelter. In the 1930s and 40s, an artist named Forrest Kirkland went around Texas and he made watercolors of all of the rock art around Texas. So we're pleased to host a selection of his rock art paintings. We'll have 12 pieces total. So I think it's five different sites. There's a difference between pictographs, which is the typical rock art paintings that you think about, mm -hmm. um, and petroglyphs, which are rock art carvings. Yeah. Um, and we've got both of those in, in the exhibit. You see the whole spectrum of the history of Bosque County here. Awesome. And he was interested in archaeology as well, but specifically drawings on cave walls and petroglyphs. So before his death in 1942, Kirkland and his wife Lula had copied all of the known major rock art sites in Texas. By proxy, Forrest and Lula played a key role in preserving and documenting these pictographs. For more on these exhibits, visit the Bosque Museum. And thanks, Aaron, for hosting us. And that's it for today's Blast. Check back tomorrow for more coverage on the Bosque Museum and some upcoming events in November. I'm Art Devitalis. Thank you for listening.